Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 34. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biting. And Chris, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there are only four more days to the biggest day in July. And no, we're not talking about the 4th of July. We are talking Which already about, happened. That's right. It, how was your 4th of July? It was good, man. Had my folks out. Had my wife's folks out. We grilled up giant steaks on the grill. It was good, man. Sweet. You know, I heard there's something like 144 million average cookouts uh, that are planned throughout this holiday season. That is a lot of dead animals. That well, you know they say the uh, number one grilled feast item for the Fourth of July are hot dogs. So I'm sure there's a, are, well, there's a, like 50 animals in, a, in one hot dog. Is that right? No, not really. You know what? You know what? You know what? This isn't a cooking show, but do you know what's good on the grill? And I haven't made it in, in a long, long time. I mean, I haven't even made it since I've been here. But portobello mushrooms on the grill. Portobello mushrooms. See, I'm not a big fungus guy. Ah, it's see, delicious. See, I always, I, I, I grow up thinking fungus between the toes, not good. Keep it out of the shower, everything. Eh, you know. You know, but you throw it on the grill, you know, season it a little bit and put it on a dinner plate. It just does not make sense to me. That's okay. You know what I'm noticing on our on our wonderful Ustream.tv feed here? That they're, you know what, next week, let's just do it. Let's just have me... On the other side of that split screen, there. All right. Are you we'll gonna do it? So how are we gonna do that? Are you are you gonna be you streaming or are you gonna come in studio? Oh, there's no way I can come in studio. Okay, so we'll we'll work it out then. We'll put you up on the screen. If we will beta test it later on this week. Either, either that, or we could even just put your picture on the line. Nah. <laughs> no, we'll put you live up there, man. We'll, <laughs> we'll try it. I have, we'll make some. I have the abilities. Do you have, do you have enough bandwidth? Uh, I should. I got a DSL modem coming in on one line and cable modem on the other. So, oh well, shoot. In fact, like Leo Laporte. I don't know about that, but uh, we definitely got some bandwidth here, so we should be all right. Okay. Anyway, back to what you were saying. Yes, on Friday at eight o'clock a.m., it's been confirmed today that both the Apple Store and the AT&T Store will unleash the new iPhone 3G upon the unwashed masses. That is correct. In fact, one of the things that I've heard recently is that they are not only charging $10 a month more for the uh, data plan, but have you heard that they're not even going to throw in the basic 200 SMS messages that if you even want the basic that you have to pay 5 bucks? Oh, yeah. Plus, you've got to pay $18 uh, in an upgrade fee if you're an existing iPhone customer. So, yeah, man, AT&T is just nickel and diamond customers to death and you know i I've, i don't think i i was kind of on the fence about getting one and now i'm back on the side of i'm just gonna get apple care yeah yeah so yeah i you know what i all i ser- really seriously want is the iphone 2.0 software and we're gonna get that as early as i heard rumors were we may be getting it on uh tuesday tomorrow no way I doubt it, though, but that's just some of the rumors that are floating around uh, as of late this afternoon that there's a chance we could be getting it tomorrow, but I'm willing to bet that you know it's going to 
be able to be downloaded on Friday, which is a great end of the week, you know, kind of little little bonus in your weekend. I was looking at uh, there were some like previews on YouTube showing some of the previews of some of the applications that are going to be available or something. And mm-hmm. just looking at some of the free stuff that's going to be on there, Twitterific is going to be a free application. That's um, awesome. And, I mean, there is just going to be a whole boatload of free stuff that's just going to be awesome. And I there's this game that that I saw um, called Rolando. It's R O L A N D O game dot com. It's this puzzle game that's coming out for the iPhone and the iPod Touch. Cliff, it looks incredible. Really? Yeah. I mean, if if this is a sign of the things to come. I am so you know I am never going to miss my Nintendo DS ever again because this is this is going to fulfill every need that I had for on the go gaming. It's going to be awesome. Okay, so here's what I want. All right, are you ready for this? I you know Lay how I want this is on my I wish list. I want some really cool games on my iPhone, which I know we're getting, but I want some multiplayer games to where. Oh, wouldn't that be sweet? Wouldn't that be sweet? Dude, yeah, we're both on like Wi-Fi or even Edge, I, you know, because really Edge can support some some well, real simple, even like checkers or something lame. Yes. Or like e- Euchre, Euchre, dude, Euchre. Euchre, Poker, um, you know, any of the any of those, Battleship, just get, Connect 4 even, by golly. Give us the ability to play with each other across the, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, via iPhones. Now, the thing is, is there were some web app tools out there that would allow you to play some of the really cheesy games but it was so slow and so cumbersome that it just wasn't really viable but i'm thinking you know with everything locally on board and all they're doing is sending back data you know back and forth why not oh yeah yeah i'm 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 still looking forward to some kind of games where because it would just be great if i'm you know at the store waiting for you know not that i ever wait on my wife at the store but Fake scenario. Let's say I'm at the I'm at the mall, you know, and I'm sitting there trying to kill some time. How sweet would it be to get to a game and see that your buddies online and you guys could play against each other on the iPhone? Absolutely. Or I, once that push notification comes out, the application you could send a friend request to a buddy, and the push application would actually tell your buddy's iPhone that I want to play. How cool would that be? That would rock. That would absolutely <laughs> rock. So these are things that are on our I wish list, some very cool interactive gaming options. So we already know that the cool gaming is coming. I personally cannot wait until we have Super Monkey Ball. I mean, that is I can imagine how addicting that game is going to be. I used to play it on my GameCube. I loved it, and uh, I had it for the Wii. Uh, I think it was Super Monkey Ball. Nevertheless, yeah, it's a fun game. And uh, just those those gyroscope controls, accelerometers are just going to make things like that so awesome. I, it's just going to be so so cool. So when do you think the lines are going to start forming for the three G iPhone? At the Fifth Avenue store in New York, they've already started forming. So is that I, right? Yeah, yeah. But as we learned last last year with the phone, anybody who really wanted to get one on on that day got one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was the people that waited, you know, on Sunday or Monday to go get one that, that they were out. So if you want to get an iPhone, I wouldn't say wait in line. I mean, if you want to, it's fun. I've waited in line at the Apple Store for like when uh, 10.5 comes out, which I know there's going to be plenty of copies of of an operating system or a piece of software. Um, but but it is fun to stand in line and, and you you have a bunch of like minded individuals who are all jazzed up about the same thing, and it it is fun. Um, you know, I 
part of me wishes I could be there at, at you know six thirty in the morning waiting in line on Friday with everybody else, but you know I, I don't think at this point I'm going to be doing anything with the with the iPhone three G. And and partly because you're ticked off at AT and T for the nickel and diming crud that they're pulling. Yeah, that's part of me. That's that's pretty standard uh, for cell phones. You know that that I uh, I had to pay an eighteen dollar upgrade fee when I got my iPhone because I had a uh, an AT&T um, a phone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there, there was an upgrade fee that, that went there. You know, if you're a new customer to AT&T, you have to pay a $36 activation fee. And, you know, these fees are nothing just more than just getting 36 bucks out of you. Yeah. But, so, you know, it, as mad as we are about it, man, people up in Canada are really mad at Rogers, which is the, the wireless provider for the iPhone up there. I've been hearing um, about that. What, what are they trying to charge for their data plan? And it's not even unlimited, right? Yeah, I think the data plans start at like maybe 400 megabytes uh, a month, and it's like $70 a month for, I want to say it's really low. It's like 150 minutes or something. And the rumor going around today is that so many people are upset at Rogers. Apple's starting to take notice and are allegedly sanctioning Rogers for the iPhone, and they're telling Rogers, look, you're not going to get as many iPhones as you were initially allotted because there's such this backlash of your crappy data plans. We're going to ship those phones over to Europe where people are getting much better data plan. Really? So, and when yeah. did that, is this a rumor or is this true? It's a rumor. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, the, the Rogers doesn't even offer an unlimited data plan. The, their maximum is two gigabytes, which on edge is a little hard to do. You know, I average a couple hundred megabytes a month. Um, but, yeah, I mean, on 3G, I would suspect that, you know, you're going to hit that two gig limit really quick, especially if you're going to be doing things like, you know, broadcasting video and watching streaming video and stuff like that. Right. Somebody's dialing in on the uh, studio line over here. So must be something somebody for calling for the kids. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So basically, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I completely agree that Rogers should have something done to him. However, you know, it doesn't seem to me that, you know, Apple can get all upset and everything. But, I mean, if they're going to go to a single carrier everywhere and do this model where, you know, there's no competition between of, between where you go, then, I mean, it, it, it seems to me as if, is the, first of all, is there another carrier, cell carrier in Canada outside of Rogers? Uh, Bell. I think uh, Canada Bell is, a, is the other GSM provider. Uh, well, maybe not. I don't know. I, all I know is that um, one of their big co- competitors, Bell, up there, is launching the Samsung Instinct, and I think they're going to seriously undercut the unlimited data plan by like you know like twenty dollars for unlimited data or something. So just to stick it to Rogers. Yeah. See, I, I I think if Apple would just open it up to multi carriers, then that's when you see the real competition come in these unlimited plans. Yeah. But I'm just thankful right now that I don't live in Canada. And I'm sorry for the folks that are out there that do. Because I will tell you, the iPhone is totally awesome. And I love it. And I and I couldn't imagine not having it now. Yeah. All right. So what's this Apple lopping off $500 on the, uh, what is it, the, the flash-based drives of the Mac? The yeah, the Mac, Mac Air. Air. Yeah, it was really super expensive. Um, you know, in the $3,000 range. And I guess Apple just lopped off 500 bucks off the, off the price of that just because uh, a lot of the solid now that solid state drives are kind of becoming more prevalent the prices are going to start falling and and you know this is a sign of of 
that happening or they're just not selling a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. I know we've had this conversation conversation in the past. I won't belabor it very long here, but I just want to say that I'm a little frustrated that the iPhone they they'll never built build in a SD slot because I was recently at Micro Center and you can pick up 8 gig uh SD cards now for $34. Really? Yes. Hmm. Thirty-four bucks for an SD card, and they make thirty-two gig um, SD cards now. And so, it's I mean, nuts, man. It, I mean, could you imagine just being able to plug that in, and and then all you know, just have the ability to say, you know what, anything as far as music and synced uh, podcast, I want you to throw all that stuff onto the 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 SD card. And any application data and and internal contact information and all that that other stuff, gaming stuff, put all of that content on the local drive. Yeah. So it, it, it's yeah. It, when you look at you know like micro SD and you know and you're holding a micro SD chip and it's the size of your pinky nail and it's two gigs or four gigs it's just amazing man i love living in the future yeah well the thing <laughs> the thing is 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 you know the question is is whether or not these things are stable but heck everything's backed up on your hard drive on your computer anyway i mean if the worst thing that could happen is all of a sudden your your sd card craps out on you and and you just have to stick a new one in and resync right yeah but apple yeah, exactly. apple will never do it I, uh, I we just got something from Michael King in the chat room saying that uh, it's just been announced that um, if you got an old iPhone after July of last year, you're going to pay three ninety nine for the eight gig and four ninety nine for the sixteen gig. And I am looking for that information on AT and T's site right now. And it says, "What will I pay for the iPhone if you're eligible? If 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 you are upgrade eligible and your account is a good standing, you'll pay one ninety nine for eight gig and two ninety nine for black or white to your contract required. Uh, if you have the option to purchase an early upgraded price at three ninety nine for eight gig and four ninety nine for sixteen gig to your contract required, check upgrade eligibility. Let's see what that says. I'm logging into my account now. I I got an iPhone when it first uh, came out, right?" No, no, I got it back in. I, I like waited till August. You waited till August? Yeah, long story, dude. Uh, um, whoops. So basically, let me just make sure I understand what yeah, they're keep saying. Keep talking here. while I'm doing this. Sure. So, so basically, what what Michael King is saying, and of course he says, so the heck with the iPhone. He's going back to BlackBerry. Uh, so in essence, the question. I'm asking is okay. So they've been advertising this price of 199 for the eight gig, and uh, what 299 for the for the um, 16 gig. Yeah. And they're saying if you're not a brand new customer, or if you're still in contract, then to upgrade you have to pay 399 for the. Yeah, and I'm gig. looking. I'm looking on mine, and it says you're eligible for. An, it says I am eligible for an upgrade. Okay. So. It's not saying what kind, but um, hmm. says this line is eligible for reduced equipment pricing when you sign up for a new two-year service agreement. All iPhone purchases require a two-year service agreement. So I guess I could get it. Um, oh, January. Maybe you. It may be too, too late. Okay, so he I, just uh, got his in January. Okay. Yeah, I got mine in August. So, which you know, e- even even if 
you got your even if you got your iPhone in February, it shouldn't matter because the original iPhone was unsubsidized. That's what I'm saying. It shouldn't matter, but it sounds to me like uh, from what he's saying is he went in and it says he's not eligible, and so therefore it, he may have to pay a couple extra hundred bucks. Which you know, what? if I didn't love the iPhone so much, I would honestly cancel AT and T. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I of course I I love AT and T. I've never really had an issue with them. In fact, um, I don't know if I shared it last week, but uh, I recently canceled the unlimited SMS plan off of mine and my wife's, and mm-hmm. knocked us down from the twenty one hundred minutes down to the fourteen hundred minutes, and saved ourselves sixty bucks a month. So yeah, I Emily and I we uh, we have the five fifty plan because we everybody we calls on AT and T. Yep. And, you know, so that is the coolest thing about I, the AT&T, um, you know, with teaming up with Apple on this is that everybody I know who has an iPhone is basically an AT&T customer. And so we have this unlimited mobile to mobile calling. Yeah. And therefore, yeah. everybody I know that has an iPhone. And in fact, I wish there was a way that in my contact list I, and, and I think there's a place where I can put custom data. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little custom data tag. It's like, okay, Chris, I know he's got an iPhone, and and so instead of saying home or mobile, I'm gonna put yours. Your phone number is actually iPhone. Do you know what I want? I want to have contacts on the home page. Why do I have to go into the phone and then go into contacts? This is true. It, I, I think, mean, it, the the contacts icons on the iPod Touch. Okay, in okay, since we're on the I wish list, I totally agree with you. And not, and not only that, but we need to be able to have shortcuts to anything, like any of the sections that that we go to a lot. For example, I I would love to have you know just a a, a little flick of the button and so that I can go into I, I uh, airplane mode right from the home screen. Oh yeah, you know, kind of like you know how you hold down one of the icons until they shiver and you can move things around. Something right. like that, something time delayed that I can just push down and hold, and boom, it goes into airplane mode. Well, one of the new things, well, one of the neat new things it looks like they're doing on the new iPhone 2 software is when you go into airplane mode, it looks like you can turn your Wi-Fi back on but still keep your your cell radio off because some flights are offering free Wi-Fi now. I've heard that and a lot of trains so and stuff. That would too. be sweet. Wouldn't it be sweet to be playing a game? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm on the plane, by the way. How awesome is that? That, is, that would be really cool. <laughs> of course, I, now I'm sure they're charging for that Wi-Fi, though, aren't they? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So um, They're charging for everything now, man. No doubt. They're charging like if you, if you wear shoes. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, one of the things I just recently noticed, and this has probably been there forever on my iPhone, uh, in the inbox, you know how it has the list of all your emails? Mm-hmm. And before, I thought to delete those, I had to hit the edit button up at the top right-hand corner. and then it, Your email? Yeah. Oh, no, dude, you just swipe your finger. I know. That's what I, that's what I just figured <laughs> out. I, I've always hit the edit button, and then it gives you the little round, you know, Are red. you kidding me? Yeah. No. Dude, just swipe. I know. It's like swipe and hit the delete key. Dude, that is dude, awesome. You, you, you didn't watch the uh, you didn't watch the creepy video from Bob, the I, iPhone guy. I watched some of it. I was just basically rummaging around, and, and and you know what? I probably even remember sitting there watching that, but there was just so much to take in at the time. That it, man, that guy like, really talks with his hands too, doesn't dude, he? Dude, he. I think he could talk with his hands. I mean, it, unbelievable. <laughs> All right. So anyway, let's get back on track here a little bit. So um, we have some voicemails. Let's go ahead and take some voicemails. Sounds good. All right, so here's the first caller. Hi, Cliff. 
This is Robbie from Cleveland. I'm calling for the Help I Got a Mac program. And um, I just a quick description of my Mac. It's a MacBook Pro. I have 4 gigs of RAM. I'm running a Leopard OS 10, And I have a pretty good Internet package, a Time Warner Premium package with the highest bandwidth they have available in the Cleveland area. The issue I'm having is with in doing some side-by-side tests with my, my comparable equipped Dell XPS laptop, I find that with, with my Mac, and I have an iMac and a, a MacBook Pro, but with both of them, both the Intel-based Macs, the applications, they execute seemingly slower than they do on a comparable Vista or XP Pro PC. Um, the web connections seem to be slower, just launching things getting clients or or getting uh, applications up and running. And, for instance, using Office 2008 on the Mac seems to be lethargic compared to Office 2007 on, like I said, a comparably equipped PC. So those those issues kind of are a little disconcerting because I just don't seem to get the performance uh, just... I'm happy with the machine overall. It just seems like the performance doesn't line up to a comparably equipped Windows machine. Okay, he still had another a minute and eight seconds there for that call. But anyway, I think we got the um, the you know the issue that he's calling about. Couple things, and of course, everybody who knows me and knows this podcast knows that I am not a Mac Apple fanboy. However, there are a couple things that he mentioned that um, I'll bring up. And then, of course, Chris, I'll let you tackle the rest of what I forget, okay? Sure, go for it. Okay. First of all, he mentioned you know, there, there were programs that he tried to execute similarly on the Mac and the PC and that the PC seems to load them faster. Well, by the nature of things, they have to be somewhat different programs. And so he didn't mention exactly what programs, except for he did mention Office 2008. Uh, However, then he said on the PC, Office 2007. And so there are two different programs. It's hard to, to gauge those two things right next to each other. The one thing I will say is that there probably are going to be some programs that are made for the PC that will launch faster than some programs made for the Mac. I mean, that that's just going to happen on occasion, depending on basically how how much is is built into that program. The other thing I will tell you is 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 that it depends on what software you look at. For example, iTunes uh, on my um, Apple computer on my Mac, it, iTunes will load up. I, I click the icon, and and that baby is up and running in absolutely. No time whatsoever. Now I have an XP machine in front of me with with uh, two gigs of RAM and it's got a 2.2 gigahertz, gigahertz processor XP system. It's a wonderful machine. And on this and every other PC I've ever ran, if I click to open iTunes, we're talking at least 40 seconds at times for that thing to load. And so it, it's going to go back and forth. And and I will say that, you know, a, a majority of the programs that I have had that are not basically programs that have been ported over, such as, you know, Microsoft programs and things like that, um, I find that they load pretty quickly. But uh, mm-hmm. we'd need to know more detail on that. And as far as the browser, 
having access and loading things faster. Uh, I will tell you that um, if you are looking at um, programs in Safari, I've noticed that it, of course, I haven't, I haven't upgraded to the latest Safari, but I noticed that things load faster in Firefox for me, as well as sometimes you have images that if you've gone to websites in the past, uh, they get cached. The, the site and some of the images get saved into your temporary internet files in such a way that you won't have to re-download those every single time where your PC may already have some of that data already downloaded and therefore it pulls up quicker. Um, mm-hmm. That may not be the case on the Mac yet. Maybe you haven't visited all those same sites yet. So just a couple ideas there. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I... Did, did he say? I can't remember. Did, did he say how much RAM he had? He said he had four gigs of RAM on his MacBook Pro. Man, things should be flying fast. That's I'm, what I'm it, thinking. It, I'm thinking part of it's probably a perception issue. I mean, if he's launching, you know, if he's double clicking a program on one and then double clicking it on on like the other and, and seeing how long it takes, that's not a really good indication on. So I mean, it's 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 just too different that way. You know what I mean? Yep. Um. Yeah, I, I would probably ditch Safari at this point. I and and as you know, I'm I used to be a, kind of a big Safari fanboy, and now I've kind of just completely jumped shipping on Firefox three. Um, you know, I use Office uh, two thousand eight myself, and I don't notice any like lagginess with it. I, I really only use Word, but you know, I double click it, and it seems to launch just fine. Um. I don't know. I mean, you know, and I have a. I, I would love. I would love to know how much space, he, space, free space he has on his on his hard drive too. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm. I, basically, I just want to make sure that anybody who is listening to this, who's thinking about getting a Mac, um, in my experience, I have the baseline Mac. I bought it a year ago, and I got mm-hmm. the least expensive Mac. The only thing I did to it is I upgraded it to the Super Drive so that I could burn DVDs. And not only that, but I also got um, I upgraded to do two gigs of RAM, two gigs of RAM instead of just one gig, and and it's the basic the the slowest MacBook that they had at the time, and everything I have loads super fast. It, you know, Cliff, I, I've got the two gigahertz uh, MacBook, the same one you've got with the Super Drive. Yep. And I've got a gig of RAM, and I'll tell you what, man, it is it's. It is plenty fast for everything that I need to do on that machine. I'm not going to be editing video on it. I'm not going to be, you know, rendering a bunch of crazy stuff on it. If I'm going to do any, you know, heavy lifting, I've got a MacBook Pro for that. But for for the stuff that I do, you know, ripping CDs or even even converting things with Handbrake, you know, converting my DVDs to a digital format, that machine works just fine. Yeah. So I have a question for you. It, it, I know on the PC that, you know, you, you use these things a lot. You use big, you, you use programs that are opening huge, gigantic chunks of files and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Eventually things get, I know, a little defragged and stuff like that. That I hear that that's not really an issue on the Mac. But are there some things that you can do on the Mac that will help maybe make sure that you're running peak performance. Are there any kind of routine things? I, would, for example, would repairing permissions do something to help out with um, what he's got? It can't hurt. Um, you know, the more I read um, Mac, um, I, I get a couple magazines in me. I get Mac World, and I also get Mac Life, and those are really, really good magazines. For for reasons like this, they, they tell you about tips on speeding up your Mac and stuff like that. Uh, you know things that that wouldn't normally be on a website, 
And they really said that repairing permissions helps a little bit. Um, it's not as big of a help as I thought it used to be. Uh, one of the things that I, I would recommend getting maybe would be something like, and it's going to cost money, uh, would be uh, Drive Genius or uh, Disk Warrior, things like that. Will, that will take a more harder approach to your Mac. Generally, all those kind of like little tweaks and stuff that you can do run automatically. Um, gotcha. You know, once a month, once a week, uh, you know, every ninety days or whatever. There's certain things that you know they'll they'll swap around log files and stuff like that. Uh, but really, more most of the preventative maintenance stuff is already built into the operating system. Right. You know, the thing is, is I, I would I would certainly suggest that with four gigs of RAM, things must be moving pretty quickly and. It, you know, I don't. I don't know. He said, of course, he he's running this uh, against a Dell XPS. You know, and if that thing's got four gigs of RAM and that thing's optimized and and running pretty quickly, I mean, I mean, how much more do you really need out of a computer? Then, mm-hmm. then I mean, I, I can. I have to imagine that his stuff is loading faster than my slower CPU and my less. Uh, you know, half the amount of RAM. Right. I can't unless there's some kind of issue, and if that's the case, then you may want to take it into your Apple Store and have them take a look at it and maybe do some testing, make sure everything's running okay. And on a laptop, there there is a if you click on the little battery icon, there are some things you can do. Um, you know, there's different check boxes. One's better energy savings, normal, better performance, or custom. You know, you may have it set to better energy savings, which does throttle down the CPU speed a little bit. So. Might want to check that too. You know what? I've had my Mac for a year and I didn't know that I could do that. Oh, well, I'm, there you go. I'm just now switching to better for performance. Check that <laughs> out. See, I knew. Help, I got a Mac. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to Brent Irwin, a good person, a good old person from our community here. He's been around for a very long time. He's got a question. Hey, this is Brent Irwin calling in for the Help, I Got a Mac podcast. And I'm very happy to announce that in one week from today, July the 7th, it will be my birthday and I will be getting my MacBook. Yay, me. Um, (laughs) But what also is going to happen then is my grandpa is going to come with me and he's going to get a new iMac. And since I'm not completely familiar with the Mac operating system yet, um, I was wondering if you had any tips that I could tell an elderly person getting his brand new computer that could make, you know, ease of use a lot better. I know Mac's really easy anyway, but I was just wondering if you had any pointers. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. Well, number one, I would suggest that any elderly person who's just getting a Mac for the very first time, that they be given a piece of paper with a website address on it, and it is help. I got a Mac.com <laughs> so that if he has any questions, he can always call in and, and leave us a, a voicemail at area code eight, five, nine, seven, nine, five, four, oh, six, seven, or he could that always, was, that was good, man. You like that? Or he that, could that always email his questions in at, um, feedback at gspn.tv. But really I, for me, I'm thinking, you know, just put the thing in front of him and, and let him go see how it works. And well, yeah, you know, I've got another tip too, though. Go ahead. Did he say? Did he say he's going to the Apple Store? I think he did say he's going to the Apple yes, Store. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Depending on his grandpa's uh, comfort level with you know driving, you know, I know how you know some people when they get up there they don't want to drive, and this, I guess he's driving Brent because I know Brent's kind of a younger guy. Yeah. Um, 
you know what? For a hundred bucks a year, the one-to-one classes, it's one-on-one training with, with, with a, with an Apple trainer. You know, when I worked at the Apple store, we saw a lot of, you know, a lot of people over the age of 65 doing these one-on-one classes. And man, after, you know, they come in once a week and after six or seven classes, they're showing us, you know, movies that they created with their grandkids and, how they're emailing their friends and they're they're doing their pictures. It's just amazing what these people can do, you know, once they're shown, you know, quote unquote the light, you know, on these things. It just opens up this whole new world to people. And I really think for the price, you know, you cannot beat a uh, hundred bucks for for a, a year's worth of classes, one hour long every week by by someone one on one. Right. Very cool. And so, and of course, the other thing is is to be there to help him you know yourself if you're able to be there for him and to walk along and, and kind of give him some pointers along the way as well, well. And, and another great thing is if they both use iChat his grandpa can use screen sharing that's built into leopard and actually Brent can show him things on his computer Th- through through iChat can the other person on the other end can they now control the computer as well yes they can awesome and that's only if you have leopard on both ends though exactly okay just want to make sure Alrighty, so moving on to Josh's call, and Josh got cut off, but he also sent in a backup email, so let's see how far we get into the voicemail. Hi, this is Josh from uh, Gainesville, Georgia, just a little bit outside of Atlanta. Um, This call is for the Help I've Got a Mac podcast. Um, Cliff and Chris, I was just wondering, uh, me and my girlfriend are about to uh, purchase a new Mac computer, and we wanted to know which was... uh, which would be the best to get? Um, I think we're planning on getting a laptop, but I would just like your uh, info and uh, just your suggestions about that. And also, we both have iPhones, and we were just curious. Haven't heard anything really. Um, I know the price. Uh, the, the and that's where we basically lost the rest of the call. <laughs> All right. So basically, let me go ahead and read to you the email that he sent in after he left sure. that message. He says, hey, Cliff and Chris, how's it going? Uh, my fiance and I are uh, basically planning to buy a new Mac laptop soon. Was wondering if you guys had any suggestions. Uh, we had our eyes on the Mac Air, but for some reason, everyone has told us not to buy one. Not sure why, though. My fiance is a teacher and will probably be using the new laptop on a daily basis. Which one do you think would be the best for us? So let's start with that, and then we'll we'll attack the iPhone question next. You know what? I would say for the price, the MacBook cannot be beat. Um, it's actually faster than than the MacBook Air, and it's a whole heck of a lot cheaper. Now the MacBook Air is awesome. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna poo poo it at all. I've actually been able to lay my hands on one and play with it. It's fast. It's elegant. It's a beautiful machine. Uh, but there are some you know some gotchas. One thing you can't put more RAM in it. You're you're limited to the two gigabytes of RAM that's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing is it doesn't come with a super drive. You have to buy that. So it's another ninety nine dollars that you got to think about. The MacBook you can get you know the super drive added on. You can get a, a much bigger hard drive, a much faster hard drive too, because uh, it uses a standard laptop hard drive. Where the MacBook Air uses the same kind of actually in iPods. Um, so really for the price, the MacBook is going to be the best way to go. I think for general web web surfing and and pretty much anything that you want to do with iLife, all that kind of stuff, it is not going to let you down. It is an awesome machine. Yep. So basically, uh, now, of course, if I had to do it over again, and, and Chris and I both have kind of uh, alluded to this, that we would both love to have an iMac instead of the MacBook. 
Mm-hmm. However, it, it's, it does seem from your email, I, I know on the question, or I'm sorry, on the phone line, you had kind of said, well, do you think iMac or do you think one of the MacBooks? Uh, but in the email, you kind of, you know, it seems like you guys are leaning more heavily on using the laptop, being able to take it to school and stuff. You know, if you need that portability and you don't have another uh, laptop to depend on, then I would certainly go the MacBook. However, if if you were looking at the MacBook Air as an option, then then that tells me that that might be within your price range. And if that's the case, I would go MacBook Pro. Yeah. Just for the extra or, power. Yeah, I mean, you you know, you you do get, I mean, it's bigger screen. You do get a lot more more, you know, horsepower. Uh, the video card is is the big the big thing. Well, that's in the the MacBook Pro over the MacBook. You get a dedicated video card, and what the video card does is it draws all the cool 3D images up on the screen. If you're going to do any kind of gaming with it, or want to boot into Windows and do gaming, you know, the MacBook Pro is going to be the way to go over the MacBook. Well, well, and here's the thing, okay? Now I'm a I'm what I consider to be a light Mac user. And even with that, I would I would have never dreamed that I wanted to get as much into video as I do now. And and the, and the truth is, is you may not understand or realize how much you might want to get into video in the future as well. And if you ever want to get to the point where you're doing um, Final Cut Pro, I will tell you that that will not work on the MacBook Air and it will not work yeah. on the MacBook. You have to have a MacBook Pro. Pro or an iMac or something else to work with with the uh, Final Cut Pro software, and uh, so so for that reason, it, you know, just to save yourself the need to upgrade later, if you decide you want to do some more fancy stuff with your Mac, um, I, you know, if if you were looking at the price of a MacBook Air, I think a Pro's not too much more expensive, is it? Uh no, not at all. So, I mean, maybe like. Two or three hundred bucks, which honestly is well worth it. Exactly. So, uh, that, hopefully, that gives you an idea. But uh, I mean, really, if the, if it's your first Mac, then then by all means, a MacBook's going to be very pleasing for you. But I I I'd say for me, I wish I either had the MacBook Pro or more than likely, I wish I would have had a full powered, full featured iMac on my desk here. So that's what I'd say. Alrighty, and then of course he says also we both have iPhones currently, and he says I understand that the new plan uh, per month is going to be ten dollars more per month. Uh, will our current plan uh, through AT and T stay the same, or will it go up when the new phone comes out? And all indications are that it will stay the same. So if it doesn't, you will hear the sound of millions of iPhone uh, users killing everybody that works at AT and T. Yeah, yeah. If if they, if they said Oh, by the way, Chris, uh, just because you didn't decide not to get the new iPhone, we're going to go ahead and, and bump up your plan another $10, and we're not going to give you more speed. I, I would probably – man, I don't know what I would do. Well, I would be really upset. You know, the- I, I, you know what I would do? I would cancel all my iPhone stuff. I'd probably throw it in the creek, and I'd get like a cricket or, or, a, or a jitterbug, you know, the phone for old people. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is that really phone companies have been really bad about so many things. But one thing that I know uh, from my experience, and I've had f- cell phones ever since they had the brick. And, um, and and I don't even think they called them cell phones back then. I don't, I don't know what they called them. But anyway, um, one thing they will do is they typically grandfather people in on plans. And if you took a plan a long time ago and that plan hasn't been offered in the last five years, they're not going to make you change to another one of their current plans. 
It, well, mm-hmm. mo- and most of the time, honestly, it works out in their favor anyway, because uh, they usually do plans that that end up saving you money over the long run. But there could be a possibility yeah. that there's a plan that you've always liked that has always been beneficial to you. And I really believe that you're going to be fine, and we will all be fine on the current iPhone plan. You know, I honestly, man. I just wish Apple would have just been like, you know what, the phone's $500, $600, you can use it on whatever GSM carrier you want. You want to use it on AT&T, you can use it on AT&T. If you want to use it on T-Mobile, you can use it on T-Mobile. If you want to use it on one of the small carriers, like like we have Cincinnati Bell here in town, you can use it on that. This whole new phone, it's just kind of putting a bad taste in my mouth, man. It just feels like Apple is just like, they just sold out, man. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, This is just like every other cell phone now. Yeah. As far as like, not not the actual phone itself, believe me, the, the iPhone is awesome, the application store is awesome, the 2.0 software is awesome, I'm going to love using it, but the actual deal itself is just like anything else, if you're going to go get a BlackBerry or anything, there's nothing special about getting the phone anymore as far as the deal. I, as far as the deal, but still, the fo- the, the phone is so much far superior than, than the other phones out there, and, and, and honestly, I think that once everybody gets their 3G phone, and once the applications finally show up, and they once they finally g- give the push technology to, to the IM clients so that you can be notified of IM messages without the program app sh- actually running, dude, I tell you what, I I think all of this will be just it's like okay so it's worth it you know what I'm saying yeah and I mean it, thank goodness they're they're saying you can get all this cool stuff on the old iPhone I, I am so glad that they is decided awesome. not to draw the line in the sand and say you know what you can't get the 2.0 software yeah that that made it that makes me you know I, you know you and I both we paid full price for our iPhones yep well at least I did <laughs> I know you did. And, you know, then they got cut by $200. And it's just like, man, you know what? I mean, how much more punishment am I going to take on, on this phone? Yeah, you've had it, man. I, I, I can tell. All right. So uh, with that, I do have a forum highlight that I wanted to just kind of go through real quick. Just a conversation. Just to let people know what can happen in the forum. And uh, this came from Patrick. He's, he wrote in and he says, hey, here's a good one to ask Chris during the show. Uh, Phil Schiller said the mobile me was exchanged for the rest of us. Considering that Apple's, uh, let's see, considering that Apple is more consumer-based, I would assume that he was talking about the average home user, whatever that is. However, would an actual, would an average home user really need exchange for the rest of us? I think that small business people like myself, uh, and he, he mentioned me as well, uh, are the ones who would really need exchange for the rest of us. However, there is one problem that he sees with Mobile Me, and it is the email service. Mm-hmm. As nice as .Mac and .me email addresses might be to the Mac fanatics, I have no need for yet another email address. I have my own domain name and for for business, and I use a Gmail address for personal email. An exchange for the rest of us, for me, would be the ability to use my own domain name, domain name, email instead of, at least in addition to the .me or .mac or whatever email address. Um, if I could use my own domain name, I would buy MobileMe today. Family yep. Pack, in fact, for my small business, which is currently my wife, myself, and we do use a couple other email addresses for filtering, etc., However, since I don't see where you can do this, 
um, I am less inclined to get MobileMe because I feel I would be wasting the email feature by not using it. What What are everyone else's thoughts? I absolutely 9,000% agree with Patrick. If if dot mat or mobile me um, said you know what you can use your you can use you can bring your own email accounts or your email addresses just like Gmail does. Mm-hmm. You know it's it's not hard. Gmail's already proved that this can be really really easy and simple to do, and you know, Apple can make it even simpler. I w- there there was not even a question. I would get this in yep. a second. Yep. The, the ability to to wirelessly sync my my calendars, my contacts, you know, email. It would absolutely be a no-brainer, and I guarantee Apple's not going to do this. I, I, it, Dot Mac has, has always had the potential to be awesome. With Mobile Me, it is awesome, but man, I don't want a Dot Mac or a, a Chris at me.com. I think that's lame. Yep. I want Chris at biting.org because that's what I've got. That's what my family's got. Everybody who knows me knows that's my email address. I am not, especially the Gmail, I am not going to get another. This is going to be my email address from now until the end of time. That is correct. I, you know, the thing is, is I've had ravenscraft.org. I'm Cliff at ravenscraft.org everywhere. And, of course, you know, like you said, I use Google accounts, which allows me to take my LMX records, uh, which is basically kind of the address for me, my email, and I forward all my MX records on my DNS over to um, Gmail. And Gmail basically functions as my email provider for ravenscraft.org. It's not masking mm-hmm. it. It's not a reply name. It's not anything else. If you look into the header of an email that I send you, it is coming from ravenscraft.org. And then not only that, but I also forwarded all the MX records of all of my other domains as um, aliases under this one one single account. So if you send an email to Cliff at Bitcast Media, if you send an email to Cliff at GSPN.TV, if you send an email to Cliff at any of the other domains that I own, all of it is going to come to my one single inbox, and it's not going to happen through forwarding. It's not going to happen through me setting up pop accounts and downloading it into my my one inbox. It's all officially in one place. And why cannot an, a company like Apple get that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, if they said, you know, for one forty nine or however much the family pack is, you can use your own email address. I would gladly give them that money every year, and not I wouldn't even care about doing it. To me, that would be worth it for the wireless syncing and all that kind of stuff. I, I it, would get rid of my Google Calendar if oh, they yeah, would do this. I, I would go from Google Calendar over to that that I what is it called iCal thing? iCal, yeah. <laughs> I would go over to iCal, my friend. The, and it's, the dark side. <laughs> it just blows my mind that they won't do this. And you know what? I'm going to keep rocking with Gmail because at this point, one, it's free. You know, the only cost to me is $7.99 a year uh, through GoDaddy for my biting.org email yep. or my the, the domain where I can edit all this kind of stuff. Uh, it's just, it's, it's silly. Yeah. And, and not only that, but um, with, with, I mean, you, you've already got IMAP now. I mean, we've already yeah. got the, I mean, push is going to be great, but really IMAP has, I mean, really revolutionized the way we're checking our email on our iPhone anyway, right? And it, yeah, and here's the thing. Yeah, you know what? Gmail could make a, a calendar application for the iPhone. But you know what? I don't want two calendar applications on my iPhone. I want one. 
And the one that comes with the iPhone, I want it to work with, with whatever service I want to use. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want duplicates of, every, you know, of everything. I want the ability to delete the, the, the stuff. I want to be able to delete stocks off of my iPhone. Yeah, you should be able to do that. You should be able to customize the home screen. I, 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 I want to be able to do that. You know, because yeah. I don't, I don't, and, 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 okay, and back on my I wish list here, I want to be able, you know how you, like, I can, I have created, if you go to gspn.tv and you create a link, um, a, a favorites link to your homepage, you, you get the nice little thumbnail version of my icon so that, that, you know, it looks really nice on your iPhone. Well, there are major services out there, major services out there that have not yet added the iPhone thumbnail for for the for the little icon on your iPhone. It's one file. It takes two seconds. I know. Well, here's the thing. I don't. I mean, I'm not putting any blame on any website out there that doesn't want to take the time to do that. That's their prerogative. But by golly, let me load on 15 or 20 icons that I create, and let me go in and and say use this icon for this service mm-hmm. dude <laughs> and this is this is both the great thing about apple and the bad thing about apple is that they control the user experience yeah you know what I mean? you know what i mean it's like they lock it down so much that you know they're not going to offer customized domains because it's too complicated for the general person to use well that's a bummer you know, it is a bummer. And, and so, I mean, and that that goes back to the whole iLife stuff. I mean, there's like, I will never in my life use iWeb. It is too basic. It is too general. Mm-hmm. They do not open it enough for it to be useful in any way, shape, or form. Now, see, I do like, uh, I like iPhoto, though, for, for organization. And, and some people, I know, I know you're not a big fan of it. Um, you know, and you've also got Picasa on, on, on the PC, which kind of does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it. Oh well, you know, very cool. I, we have other things on our our notes here. Uh, I'll just tell you, um, we'll we'll go on to next week. We'll we'll put off some of the stuff until next week because it looks like we had plenty of things here to discuss. And of course, next week we'll all be playing with our new applications, right? Absolutely. And so that is going to be fun. I can't wait. Just five, or was it four more days? Is it it's four? Friday, so it's four more days because today it's, it's 8 o'clock. It's pretty much over with Okay, today. very cool. All right, folks. Well, thank you very much for uh, hanging out with us. This has been Help, I Got a Mac. We ask you to do us a favor. This show is dependent upon a few things. Number one, your questions. Give us a call at area code 859-795-4067 or send us an email to feedback at gspn.tv. And, of course, I couldn't do this full-time without your help, and you can learn how you can become a gspn.tv plus member at gspn.tv slash plus. Chris, thank you again, my friend. Thank you, brother. We'll be back next week with our iPhone (laughs) 2.0. See ya.